Yes, yes, yes. It's G.I. Joeberg episode 273, where we're talking creepy toys. My name is Steven. I am your host on this episode. But as always, I'm not alone. Joining me in this spooky mansion is Paul Deadly Pencils. I got a shotgun. Hello. Uh, good thing I, the master of unlocking things, have a lockpick. <laughs> and rounding out the trio. But the where's Rob? Spoonful of Rob. Yes, he's behind you. <laughs> Hello, Rob. Good evening, everyone. It is cool to be here. <laughs> I eat my breakfast cereal every morning. I was, about, I was gonna say, it sounds like Count Chocula got robbed. Uh, yes. Hello. It's the spookiest time of year, isn't it? It's a Halloween weekend. Kids and teenagers alike are marauding around asking for treats, and I suppose in this country, dogging, dogging, dugging, dodging, dodging rabbit dogs, <laughs> and gun violence, and muggers. Good Lord. Yeah, that too. Uh, and I suppose corporate functions abound. A lot of people getting sloshed in costumes. <laughs> and getting laid, probably. Hopefully. Hopefully. But here we are. The three of us. Toy nerds. Talking about creepy toys. Guys, is this topic a non-starter? Did, were there some toys that you absolutely could not play with after dark? I think I was just more excited to play with them because they're creepy. Yeah, yes. there's something about creepy toys, toys that just dark. makes you want to like just have fun with them. And it's such a different like play style to like you know like playing like soldiers. It kind of draws you in in ways that absolutely the more banal you know good guys versus bad guys storyline could never do, because all of a sudden everyone is under threat, and. There's some lingering evil. It it kind of affects you on a more primal level, which I think, you know, the, the, the classic 80s action flick violence that we used to meet out amongst our action figures could never touch. But we're going to talk at length about creepy playtimes. For now, let's take a break from <laughs> the horror ambience <laughs> and just going around the room. Gents, uh, how's the week been? If you've got any new news, now's the time. Or forever hold your peace. Uh, I got Paul. older. <laughs> yes, hey, you did. congratulations, Paul. You are now... Uh, A man. Okay, wait. Much yeah. closer to 40. <laughs> yes. Much closer well to done. the grave. <laughs> um, other than that, man, yeah, no, like, you know, ain't no biggie. Just that. Um, nothing too exciting. <laughs> to report otherwise which is okay and you guys yeah i'm i've, I've had a pretty uh, well i would say a peaceful week um unfortunately my colleague uh she was uh, down and out with bronchitis uh for the entire week hey. so i had i was i was on my own holding down the fort well i mean on my own my bosses are still there but they can't uh they don't they don't work the till anymore you know they're, they're above that now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice week. Uh, we had a nice uh, Halloween day today at at, uh, at the shop. It wasn't like over the top, but I mean, you know, uh, a couple of people 
did buy some really cool, like horrific stuff. So that was kind of cool. Heck yeah. Steven, <laughs> what is Elliot enjoying? Horrific stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what's his name? The guy who does Uzumaki, Paul, and uh, and Tomi, and all that shit. Now his name's completely left my brain. <laughs> well, there, there is okay. a horror writer. There's a horror manga writer, and his stuff is like everyone just goes crazy for his stuff. So they were very happy to get ten uh, percent off that today. Oh, um, it's Tomoni. I think it is. Yeah. Or Jinji Ito. Jinji Ito, yes. Uh, That's his, his American, Jinji his American name. Amazing. Yeah, no, he's absolutely amazing. His his stuff is like creepy, 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 hell, hellishly mm. creepy. So Not I guess my colleague is lucky like that she wasn't there today because um, she would have probably like screamed every time someone bought something horrific. Oh. Uh, yeah, she's not into it at all. She doesn't like horror. Um, I mean, she enjoys like kind of like the Halloween-y type movies like Hocus Pocus and... Uh, nightmare before christmas but she will not touch something like event horizon mm, actually event Horizon's a good one that was pretty, <laughs> a pretty solid inspiration for my playtimes i must say oh yeah definitely, sure. for you and even before it, it came out before before it came out i i think i was kind of evoking that aesthetic as well like there's something about a, a horror set in space that just makes things that much more horrific. You can't just get in your car and drive away from the killer. Like you are confined in a very tight space surrounded by an extremely hostile environment that will kill you. And you've got to, you've got to face your fears, face your demons or be destroyed. Yeah. There it's really the high is something stakes, extra man. special. Yeah, about Absolutely. horror in space. Alien. Anyone uh, can run away from Jason Voorhees. He's this slow, <laughs> lumbering, monolithic dude. You know, like you can't run away from something if you're trapped in a space station with your mm. back against the wall. What are you going to do? There is no, yeah. there is no upstairs in that house. Shout outs to the Berg Force. It's a lively, Ooh. sixteen strong membership tonight. This clearly is a good time <laughs> zone or time time for the podcast broadcast so oh, yes. thank you for joining us if you'd like to join us live on the show patreon is your friend chuck us three bucks a month i think and you got tickets to the show baby <laughs> so yes thank you thank you gentlemen for for joining us this evening or this morning if you're uh, all the way to the west Oof, yeah man all the way i for but my guys, part i've uh, spent a week now in South Africa, and I think I have two observations. One is, and three years worth of dust on your action figures and vehicles. No joke. <laughs> like, it's astounding how much dust protection you get from just handling toys. Like, just mm -hmm. taking stuff down regularly, having a, a kind of a rotation of of contact keeps things from accumulating or keeps dust from accumulating. Having been away from it for three years and it essentially being like time capsule of zero contact whatsoever like there's this patina of dust on everything the stuff that was like squeaky squeaky clean when i left it is now like kind of grayed over so that's gonna mm. be a bit of a chore i'm not gonna lie I, i'm uh, handling it alone won't lift the dust it has to be scrubbed so boy oh boy i'm gonna have to be systematic about that should i even bother you know stuff oh. that i'm necessarily gonna use in my time here should i still give it the the, the rinse or the wipe 
I don't know. I'm fighting myself on that. The other I observation, would, oh, yeah. by the way, my flack, yeah. I'm pretty sure has some child has destroyed it. Or mm. it's it. I found one of the legs, like the swiveling, oh God. like ace legs. <laughs> oh, and I found the guy who was occupying it. It was a short fuse figure who was sitting in the seat. And I found him like, like in a bucket of die cost cars. Like, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> bye bye flack which sucks because that was actually a gift from from a friend from dan um ah. but at the same time like now that i'm a dad i kind of get it like you've got to let these things go you got to be less precious about it because it's just stuff right it's just stuff and i i have a lot of stuff like being surrounded by my collection is a little bit overwhelming like i'm like I really don't need any more tear, tears. <laughs> I don't need any more tears. <laughs> I, that too. But I do not Every need time any got more to toys. I, cried. I don't need any more toys for as long as I live, guys. I've, I've got a lifetime supply right here. You toyed out. That's it. Wow. And the final observation I want to bring to the table this week is I can't help but keep noticing how much access is now barred let me explain whether i'm driving or whether i'm on foot all my little like ducks and dives and shortcuts to get around cape town they've all been closed like it's probably a combination right. of heavy recession the pandemic like electricity being on short supply but basically there's so much more access control or just access denial like where there was once a through fare that you could just go through a shop and pop out on the other side, that's closed. It's got one entrance, one way in or out. Like you can no longer just bullet through a shop. And similarly, like some parking structures now have dead ends that just go nowhere. Whereas that used to be the way I would drive out onto the street. So it's, it's, it's like, it's like zombie apocalypse guys. There are barricades everywhere. Mm. Mm, Got to bring in that creepy music again. here we go well in in response to you cleaning your figures uh i know you well enough to know that you're going to do it anyway irrespective of if somebody tells you to or not but i think for the longevity of the plastic and stuff i think it's a really good idea um you can see matthew comstock's Mm. blog on that uh by the way uh where he's restoring Mm. his uh toy collection which is about 30 years old i think it is Anyway, um, and quite a major transformation. So great before and afters there. Um, yeah, and then I had a quick-fire topic quickly for you guys that I wanted oh, to throw in, just because you mentioned no. aliens on Alien. Um, what are Drive your... F- just, as, just like one movie, it doesn't have to be your ultimate, but what's the first horror movie that comes to your mind right now if I ask you to give me your favorite horror movie, like right now? Whoa. Well, wow, we can't say alien. No, we can't. We're not allowed you, to. No, you can. I mean, you've already said it, but you've said yeah, it. No. But you know, like if you go to quickly fire at us. Ah, okay, the thing, yeah, the cool. shining, the shining for Rob. Nice. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, this is how I know I'm like I've been watching horror movies too much in my oh. life. I really <laughs> love Friday the Thirteenth Six. Wow. Is it a horror movie? Yes, it is, because it was in the horror section of the video store. But it's technically a slasher. <laughs> but it is a film I almost ritually watch every year around Halloween time. So, Hell yeah. 
is it the best horror movie <laughs> no by yeah, all right. means no but i love it <laughs> so, oh. what isn't and, horrific though Mm. is the video that Stephen and I filmed um, that we put on the channel, I think, this week. Um, <laughs> terrific. I was The Greek toy collection guys. that came in there. Um, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I see someone mentioned earlier the, the Dredestro's Dominator. Fantastic toy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> like the Dominator? I saw somebody on our um, Facebook group was like, uh, the Dominator sucks. So we've got some conflicting opinions, it seems. Paul asks the loaded question of, does anyone like the Dominator? Rob's like, yeah, I love the Dominator. And I post on Facebook that it sucks. So, so... Rob, care to have the opening <laughs> volley on this? Why, why does the Dominator rock? I think Dominator's cool because it's, it's a transforming vehicle. And it goes with like all my other transforming vehicles. Um you know, like the havoc and the 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 rhino and the the avalanche is it called the avalanche i love that vehicle so much i don't even care what its name is um it was just, it was <laughs> just complete my collection of like vehicles that transform and can fly it is the avalanche yes um yeah hmm. it's it's gorgeous it's it's a beautiful beautiful vehicle i think it's fantastic yeah as Hans Charles says it's amazing you know hmm I am still indifferent towards the, the Dominator. I feel like it's something Ow. I have to experience in person. I really like it on paper. It looks like a lot of fun, but it does look like a chintzy piece of shit. But <laughs> I got a feel. But like most things like that in the GI Joe line, um, barring a few exceptions, I generally tend to fall for those kind of toys and really enjoy them. You know, I think, I really I think when you them. see it in person, you're gonna be you're gonna be quite surprised and quite taken with it. I hope so. But we'll see. But we'll see. That'll be nice. Well, guys, Somebody I have seen it toy. in person. I have experienced... Oh, look, I swore it off because it was weekly reviewed and I'd seen enough pictures of the, the less flattering angles of it to not like it. Then when, when we were in the States, we actually went to a, a comic book shop in New York and it had mm. like some retro toys. And that's where I first had hands-on experience with the thing and i was like whoa this is this is lame man like this thing's like <laughs> the treads are basically hanging off at this point it's not it's not good so wow, it has frailty issues and that much is clear but well i don't know man you you, you were just agog at everything in new york i, I was, was like i was zeroing like in, in on gi joe <laughs> yeah anywho i as i recall like i i picked this thing up didn't like it swore it off then when the opportunity to to have one courtesy of this this greek collection that's come into our possession came up i grab hold of it with two hands i'm like this is something that the collection that we we have doesn't possess so let me give it a try and yeah man it sucks it just it's <laughs> such a cock tease because like even on a superficial level it's just the fragility just makes it worthless it's got these restraining clips that the very engineering of the thing in transforming it back and forth, flipping the tracks in and out will break. There's no way around it. If you have OCD about broken tabs, just just don't even give this thing a second Just glance. forget about it. It's horrible. 
Horrible? Horrible. Horrible, yes. Just full of horror. <laughs> yeah, man. Anyways, like bad, bad toy, but glad to have it because why? Because it makes an appearance in the toy, to, the toy, the video game, which I'm so enamored mm. with. My gateway drug to how to play with G.I. Joe was the NES game. And seeing Domin like Dominator, it's a, it's a blink and you miss it on a flyby vehicle, not even a boss, it's just a know, level enemy. But it's in the horror stage. So you're playing as rock and roll and yeah man have to have it just for that reason and that reason alone but if i never handle the thing again too soon <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, gentlemen, rob i yes. want to know did you manage to find that issue of toy fair magazine oh the, the horror themed one yes yes back in 1997 toy fair did a, an article which this episode's title is, is basically lifted wholesale from called Creepy Toys. Creepy what toys. the hell were Ooh. the creepiest toys of 1997? Can anyone here cast I mean, I, their mind back that far? What a wild Bonkers. time that was. So yeah, 1997, it was the fourth issue of um, Toy Fair that ever came out. And oh, they were like, as early as let's that. do... Yeah, it's the the fourth issue, ninety seven December, um, and it, it basically every other December after that, that's usually when they would do their um, uh, like Halloween theme stuff. And they hear the kind of like he's, I mean, the article itself is I wouldn't say dry, but it's fairly dry. Um, in in that, that he's basically going through like why is or people getting getting into um, horror toys now, like like what is going on here. Um, and I think one of the guys pref pre preferred um, the, this opinion. Um, many, maybe people people have a deep underlying fear of an impending apocalypse in the year two thousand. Office Jacques, director of the McFarlane Toys Collectors Club, or maybe it has something to do with Halloween becoming the biggest holiday in most neighborhoods. People adorn their houses with more decorations on Halloween than they do for Christmas. So I think you know it's just out there. The, the idea of Halloween is out there. People are interested in it, and yeah, there was this '97 was was essentially the start of a big uh, heyday, a, a renaissance for horror toys. Um, you found a lot of companies making them. The article kind of like goes into that, um, and probably the, the company leading that was McFarlane Toys, um, uh -huh. who that very With year, <laughs> yeah, a punch that, that very... my goodness, yeah. <laughs> With the, yeah, that very year they introduced their their monster, um, what is it called, monster. McFarlane's monsters, playsets. Yeah, McFarlane's monsters. Yeah, that were essentially two packs and a playset um, of action figures, but they were scaled one eighteen, which yeah, I find which a fantastic. lovely break from from what McFarlane had typically done, which made them pretty toys, but un, unfortunately unplayable for me because I I didn't want to stray too far from my chosen scale. Like, why yeah. would I want a giant spawn towering over GI Joe? Whereas if I wanted a, a Frankenstein monster, all of a sudden I had had an option. So it's it's fascinating to me that there's this focus on horror toys, but also it was a no-brainer because absolutely with the heightened detail and the gore factor that McFarlane toys love to revel in, like blood oh, splatters, absolutely. edged and weapons. And this was the start of it. Um, with mm. these, um, Stephen and I ended up owning Dracula and Frankenstein, and there were two other sets, Werewolf and Hunchback. 
the next year, 1998, they started doing their um, movie Maniac series. Mm. And then by oh, 2001, yes. it also introduced Clive Barker's Tortured Souls. And then I think the year after that, they also introduced also like, like, weird horror-themed um, like fairy tales, like the Red Riding Hood and, and all the rest. Um, mm. I seem to recall <laughs> a toy with someone like basically hang hanging on hooks. Yes, that is from <laughs> that's from the Clive Barker Tortured Souls. How is that a toy? But I mean, it the same could be asked of so many <laughs> McFarlane toys of around the same era. I'm delighted that in this top ten monster toys list from Toy Fair, I own, own not one, lot, yes, not two, yeah. but three of the featured toys. I guess I yeah. have a predilection towards horror, and I didn't even plan to. You don't even realize. Crazy. So number ten in 1997, according to the to the wonderful guys at Toy Fair, is Oracula, which is the first figure that Stephen owns on this list. Got yeah, he was from the Skeleton Warriors, which is a Playmates toy line from '97. Like, Wild. Paul, do you remember this toy line? I don't, but I remember the cartoon. I never saw the toys. I I, I know of and the toy line. I don't think I ever I saw. Just the never cartoon. saw it up here in Joburg. <laughs> yeah, I was actually at the shopping center today, where I bought Oracular. Mm. So it's come full circle, man. It's crazy. I was at Kenilworth Center, Paul uh, Robbie. Oh, nice. There by Casey there. Casey. Mm. <laughs> it's got Dracula some love for this toy line in the chest. This Dracula Actually, is the Dracula from... That's the one that, yeah, from the monster lineup. Mm. It's so cool. It, even the arm being out with the cape out like that reminds me of Castlevania. It's very, very Fabric cool. cape. Yeah. Yeah. Fabric cape. Ooh. Fantastic figure. There's a figure I had. So from nine to six, we have Godzilla... Martian from Mars Attacks, Deep Sea Venom, and mm -hmm. Curse of the Spawn. Steven, can, can anyone guess which one of these Steven owned? Uh, the Venom. Hey. Damn it. Which I <laughs> also had. He picture? was great. He was great, from man. From the Spider-Man web splashes line. My goodness. Yeah. Web splashes. I think oh, I guess getting Venom into or something. Venom mm. as well. Yeah. Fantastic oh, toys. Hans Char yeah, I just saw Hans Charles also like, I heard that Venom. <laughs> yeah, 97. I mean, this is the heyday for a lot of people, I think. And then and just have... to address in the chats, Gary wants to know if 97 was the year the Toy Biz did the the PP Punisher. <laughs> I know what you're referring to. This is the, the, the Punisher that transforms and basically has a gun where his penis is supposed to be. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, was no, that that I, year? I, I, I I cannot confirm or deny, but that is a truly horrific toy. <laughs> if you've ever seen it, I've, I've got something on this list toys. as well, which is pretty cool. Ah, ah. Yeah. What's five so, to two? So Robin? five to two, we have Alien Queen from Kenner, the mm. Aliens range. Sanksker, which is, yeah, a Kenner toy that looks like that. I mean, for the time, it's fantastic. Number four, Sanksker, Did you, did you have series? any brushings with, with that line, Rob? The aliens I didn't. Figures? I I feel like I remember. Why didn't seeing we get them? them? We did. I have that queen. Oh, do you have that? I'm saying uh, I, I don't. Oh, why I didn't don't know we why get we never bought them? I think oh, because they were them. like oh, quite heavily pre-posed, and we we're yeah. like, it made the figures that aren't weird. superheroes. Yeah, they looked. They had the aesthetic of a GI Joe, but blown up. But they were like quite heavily pre-posed, so they kind of fell between our two worlds. Like we didn't want to play yeah. with them with Joe. But they didn't work with the superheroes. I, I don't know. I'm making excuses now. But basically, I was always curious about them. 
but never bought any. I like the fact that Bishop had had stickers to go on his gun. Like that's cool. If your accessory has a sticker sheet for it, cool. Hell yeah, that's a win. What is Sanska? Sanska, uh, I'm not sure. I think he's probably some sort of villain. For well, he's from Spawn. So I imagine mm-hmm. he's one of the, the monster villains from the, the comic book series, as is number three, Gravedigger, um, who I also really enjoyed looking at, at pictures of, at least. Um, they did a new one Although, once well. again, it's not an action figure. I mean, it is an action figure, but it's, it's also one of those pre-posed figures that, like, Mark Farland Toys often does. does. It's 3D art. <laughs> yeah, 3D art. I remember fawning over this toy and finding, like, potential play patterns and stories to weave him into so Mm. had i seen him i would have snatched him up but that is entirely thanks to the hype of toy fair magazine this magazine had power man it made us hanker for toys that we would never ordinarily have wanted it's like a toy with like two points of articulation two What the hell are we going to do with well, that? The next year, McFarlane Toys brought out X-Files figures, and, and Toy Fair did a fantastic like big um, spread on them. And like I really wanted those X-Files figures, even though uh, you know the wrong scale, um, <laughs> limited articulation, I still wanted them because Toy Fair just makes, made the toys look so cool. They just oh, took guys... the toys seriously. The photo <laughs> viper has got the best <laughs> typo I've ever seen right now. Uh, he comments, Sanska is a spawn fig. I've shot it a few times with hose. <laughs> <laughs> Great toy. I suppose with hose, that tail would come in handy. Oh, zing. <laughs> okay. But we all know what you mean. So, shot it with Joe's. Awesome. Some nice. truly horrific setups going down in the photo Viper's lair. No, I can all imagine, right. actually. And then number Tell two. Tell me about is- number two. Number two is Frankenstein from Todd McFarlane's Monsters, and this is the this is the set that Stephen owned, mm. and it really is it's it's a fantastic toy set. Um, I think both of ours was very good, but obviously, um, you know, Toy Fair thought Frankenstein's one was much better than Dracula's one, so Frankenstein made it to the list. And technically, this is actually number one because number one is 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 a joke one, <laughs> a joke, <laughs> is bananas and pajamas, mm, barbecue. Uh, <laughs> Freaky little shits. So yeah, they they at the time they thought yeah that the Frankenstein monster was the the coolest monster toy out, and they, these sets were fantastic. You got a you got a cool like a backdrop, like a dio space to play in, um, and they came with like tons of accessories, tons of stuff for you to play with, um, and just like inhabit that space. Weren't the nineties just great? Nineties <laughs> <laughs> are amazing. I mean, I think even when we stopped playing with the set, we still used like a little part of it. Like there was like a ch- little chainsaw, not a little chainsaw, but like a little saw. There was like a um, like a cool like a zombie head thing. Um, there was like extra arm that came with Frankenstein. I think we had yeah, we had more fun using Frankenstein than Frankenstein's monster, or we used him more often because um, there wasn't much something... to do with Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, you could just pretty much lie there or stand. Uh, guys, coming back quickly to that Aliens Queen, uh, hmm. that toy was amazing. I really loved it. It had like a little squishy thing behind the head to make the tongue come out. It had these little, I called them boob hands because they had these little poseable hands by the boobs, <laughs> by its breasts. Um, it had hmm. a swinging tail action, <laughs> uh, uh, other swinging tail or swinging claw action is one of the two. But I mean, it, it's basically both. You just lift one, lift it up to get the, the, the tail effect. 
um, sort of. But anyway, it, have it, man, it had the inner jaw, right? Yes, yeah. But that yeah. and you squeeze the thing behind the head and it pops out, and you can make it okay. kind of modulate because it used air. It was guys, that was a great toy, and that. Well, I don't want to get too deep into that. It might come up later on in the podcast. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. That was a good toy. So, yeah, this is the the <laughs> genesis of this in this entire episode. You know, being Halloween, um, but the article itself, and I did, yeah, I managed to find it again. Um, Amazing. In in my pile of uh, toy fair magazines, I own about forty, and I re- recently realized that there's over 160 issues. So I'm I'm, I'm very far behind on owning every single toy fair. I not I all of them were gold, the but those early ones were. The early ones were fantastic. I think you can probably go up to like eighty, maybe a hundred, and then Do after that. The toy fair. Oh, it was always yeah. so good. But I mean, that's 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 the thing that obviously launched um, one of the guys from Toy Fair to join. Uh, what's his name to do? Robot the Chicken. Toy show. Yes, Robot oh. Chicken. That that's the <laughs> genesis of Robot Chicken. Is one of the guys from this. He went off and yeah, and basically animated the toys that he would he would have just taken pictures of previously in Toy for Mag. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good mm-hmm. shit. Absolutely good so, stuff. Getting past Toy Biz list, not Toy Biz, Toy Fair's <laughs> list of creepy action figures. We decided to compile our own, but not Ooh. just that. In true GI Joeberg fashion, we're not just going to talk about these toys and give a mini review we'd like to talk a little bit about the way we played with them how we instilled a an air of horror in order to fully enjoy these toys as they should be as these little totems of gore and creepiness um i think paul being the horror a file that you are (laughs) would you like to kick this off with uh should we do all of yours in one big swoop, or um, do you want to balance yeah. it between us? No, I think um, let's let's do all of our individual groups because I see Ooh, there's we lots never of do cool it stuff this that way. you have to talk about. Hell and yeah. you want to you yeah. get some flow going, bro? <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay, so um, I'll talk about my first ever horror toy, and I'm going to spend two seconds on this. This was one of my favorite toys of all time. Is the Proton Pack. From, from Ghostbusters. Perhaps not creepy, but uh, I got to run around and shoot imaginary ghosts with my, uh, well, with my proton pack and neutrino wand. But uh, actually, the first scary toy I ever had, and this used to link up quite nicely. I don't, wanna, I don't know if this is the first one. I think the first one was actually Fearsome Flush and Granny Gross from Ghostbusters. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> More comedy than horror, if you ask me. Exactly. So, Rat King was, to to my eyes, my childhood eyes, From quite Teenage Mutant cool Ninja Turtles, right? Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And such a creepy looking dude. I mean, the crazy teeth. He's got spiders on him. He's got rats running on him. He was just so nasty. And he has this giant kind of centipede on his chest, which always used to freak me out as a kid. Like, I always used to think it was quite gross. But I love the crap out of this figure. And the fact that, like, when you look carefully at his belt, that's a cat <laughs> that's hanging off the belt. Um, this was one creepy dude. And I used to play him up quite a bit with, not in G.I. Joe adventures, but G.I. Joes were along with the adventures, you know, like trying to stop this Rat King mutant. Um, I can't even remember which Joes I used to, to, to shoot him, but I probably used, like, Core as well. 
But uh, so yeah, he's, he's King... got a crossbow with a rat on it. Was the yes. rat removable? Uh, yeah, so it is actually. Yeah, he's firing a rat projectile. Yeah. Crazy. The thing is with that, awesome. I think the pin breaks quite easily because uh, I don't think it's mm -hmm. meant to be removed. It's just a separate piece that's put on it, if memory serves. But yeah, man, I just, I love these accessories as well because he had a grapple hook with rats on it, replete with rats. And uh, yeah, we just used to go like mutant hunting with this dude um, and, and go, you know, he would be my big bad guy. In a lot of ways, he was kind of a full in. Or a surrogate, should I say, for um, Jason Voorhees in some ways. Because as a kid, I was obsessed with Jason Voorhees. Uh, but there were no toys for Jason Voorhees when we were kids. So he would kind of play Jason <laughs> in a lot of like toy adventures. So that's the Rat King. Um, not too long after... <laughs> so, would you say the Rat King bears a striking resemblance to... Uh, <laughs> to William Shatner? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're thinking of Halloween because of oh. uh, the Michael Myers mask. But uh, oh, Michael Myers, oh. Jason Voorhees. I fell yeah. in that trap. It <laughs> happens, man. Not my jam. Don't worry, it happens, but... Yeah, like, I suppose he could be Michael Myers, although as a kid, I was never into the movie Halloween. It's weird. I, you know, you pick the side, you were either Jason or Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. And I was more Freddy Krueger, Jason Foyes and uh, Michael Myers when I was a kid. Um, I preferred the super ha supernatural size of, side of things as well. Actually, giving it some thought, he was kind of also Freddy Krueger for me in some respects. Anyway... I remember uh, a kid in my school having a Freddy Krueger toy when I was in primary school. And I don't know what line it was from, but I, he Just did have one. A yeah, toy crazy. of a killer, like straight yep. up killer. Of, of a dream killer. And then uh, not too long after that, um, but long enough after that, the Aliens toy line came out. And I saw these at CNA in four ways. Um, and that's the Xenomorph from Alien, the Scorpion Alien, as it was called. And it had such a great feature. It, its chest pops apart, like, you know, like how the aliens explode in the, in the movies. Mm. Kind of has that vibe. Came with a face hugger, which is pretty cool. And I would love to say that Dave and I would use, like, Mirage and Gung Ho and, like, sort of do the aliens thing. But honestly, we would replay a lot of aliens with the aliens figures using the G.I. Joe toys as surrogates for like Hicks and Apone, etc, etc. Because it was, uh, you know, when you saw these toys on the toy shelf, you saw the aliens, you saw the queen, the scorpion alien, the facehugger queen, the bull alien, the mantis alien, etc. And then you saw all the human, the human beings, you were like, eh, I kind of want the monsters more. Uh, at least that's how it was for Dave and I. So we, uh, between the two of us, we managed to pick up pretty much all of them. Um, yeah, actually all of them. From we, that crazy see-through green praying mantis alien to some, yeah, the bull one. There was even like a blue alien. I can't even remember which one that one was exactly. But anyway, I had tons of fun. G.I. Joes and these things were going up against each other. We were driving the bug over them. Good times. <laughs> Uh, nice. The bug was your APC standard. Pretty much, I get it. yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, they both have ridiculously low clearance. Like, what kind of terrain could those things possibly handle? <laughs> Just smooth uh, sets and sound stages, basically. Useless. I think, uh, 
I think my Scorpion <laughs> alien has got quite a, a bit of scratching on the one side because we did try to play that scene where the alien gets stuck under the wheels and then it gets dragged on the floor. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, so there is that. Fast forward um, to the early 2000s now. I'm working at Anime Works. I'm very big into, into the new, should we call it the new toy renaissance, you know, the McFarlane toys and the... Uh, Alan, uh, the more collectible stuff and everything that's coming out. It's like, oh, wow, it's amazing. And then the Japan's got its great stuff that's finally finding its way to us through previous magazine. Anyway, minds are being blown and I see this badass and it's Dracula from the McFarlane Monsters line. I think it's the second. Ooh. Yeah. And I love the design on this toy. As a toy, was it a lot of fun to play with? Yes, but not in the way that people think. You couldn't run around and go, blah, blah, I'm Dracula. Um, he had like lots of like interesting uh, like chains. He had rats. He even has rats on his back and then that go underneath that coat or his cape, should I say. The cape is uh, clearly skin that's been stitched together. I used to pour over this thing's details over and over and over again. And uh, for a long time, I had it stood up in my room on top of my TV um, and it would fall down quite often till eventually I just got to this point where it just used to sit on my desk and I used to draw from it. I used to take pieces of it and just draw details from it. And I think that's why like today I enjoyed doing a lot of like creepy horror kind of textures and things. But if you guys look at this carefully, in a lot of ways, this is kind of like the big boys rat king, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You have something it's, for it. <laughs> yeah. Like... Apparently, in toys, I really love plastic rats. Anyway, this brought me a lot of joy. Um, and and the, the way that it integrated with my G.I. Joe, well, I couldn't get G.I. Joe at all. And this was unfortunately, or fortunately and unfortunately, the thing that filled my toy craving. So this, these toys um, reminded me that I loved toys and that I loved action figures. Uh, but at the same time, it also reminded me that my heart lived with things like G.I. Joe. So mm. that's why it's kind of an important toy for me. That was the horror behind it, that I couldn't get G.I. Joe. So, um, no Fine. surprise extras, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, and look at that face. Frick, it's so cool. Anyway, I'm going to take this figure out Hans Chow has a question for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you guys ever read the G.I. Joe Infestation? Interesting integration of horror into G.I. Joe. I did not, and I'm pretty sure Paul and Rob did not, but Cujo did. and did mm. an excellent show with Strident mm. uh, discussing it. So check out Strident's YouTube channel if you search for Cujo you'll probably see it, or G.I. Joe Infestation for that matter. You'll see a link, well, you'll see the video. And um, if you want to see some very interesting analysis from two very interesting minds, I, it comes highly recommended. I certainly enjoyed it back in the day when I listened to it first. I uh, perhaps need to give it a re-listen. But yeah, <laughs> hell, I, should read, I should read the bloody comic book. How do Maybe it. you should. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. Maybe. But guys, the, that the is closest- it. Yeah, yes. the, the, the closest G.I. Joe, I think, horror story was that, I think it was an IDW comic book, where they go to that base in the in, in the north. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, special missions, or not special missions, it was G.I. Joe Frontline, which was Devil, Devil's Dunes. Yes. They were kind, kind of like of investigating, like, 
Yeah, it was like the, the thing. First, the first four issues. G.I. Joe. Yeah, the first four issues were Larry's, just kind mm. of capping off where G.I. Joe went after issue 155. And then the very next, I think it's either four or six. Yeah, I think Probably it's four issues. Four, yeah. Four issues were a guest writer. And yeah, it was Duke leading the Joes back into this Arctic base where Cobra there. had been experimenting with polar bear DNA and they had these monstrous i don't know snow serpents it was crazy it was it was cool it had a it had a very thing vibe um yeah i don't know if it holds up today but i certainly enjoyed reading it at the time and fun fact there's a power team elite helicopter which was used as reference for one of the covers you've got like a kind of a worm's eye view of duke holding up a flare and this little bird helicopter buzzing above him. But the configuration oh, of it cool. is so striking that I asked um, I asked Mark from Talking Joe, because he was interviewing the artist, and I asked him, can you ask if this is indeed referencing that toy? And he confirmed that, yeah, back then I was definitely using a lot of toys as references. So, yeah, I, I probably had that to hand. I mean, the, the timeline wow. does dovetail nicely. It was the early 2000s, and that's when mm. Power Team Elite was certainly clogging supermarket shelves down here. Guys, mm. before we move on to the, oh. the next thing, I just want to mm. quickly jump into this one comment. Photo Viper, Casey Jones could have been Jason Foyes, and I totally agree with you on that. Thing is, Casey <laughs> Jones was just as popular in South Africa as I know he was in the States, and Casey. I never, ever saw him on pegs. In fact, uh, fun fact, the Rat King that I owned, I actually bought from a barber shop. Would you believe? What? that used to, Yeah, there used to be a barber shop next to the <laughs> post office that's by my parents' place. And I saw... Hmm. Um, Get your haircut, old buy toy. Rat King in the window. Yeah. I was like, yeah, how much? And he's like, 50 Rand. I'm like, Dad! <laughs> anyway, Hans Chow also mentions Pumpkinhead. Um... He goes, Pumpkinhead, that was also uh, that was also a terrifying movie when I was younger. Also very xenoform, uh, xenomorph, just chilling stuff. Mm. Dude, I agree with that. I recently watched Pumpkinhead again, and I gotta say, that film still got it, hey? It's still got some, some juice. And sorry, Steve, I see that you tried to get a... Um, a oh, just a question from Zentara. Wasn't there a Freddy Krueger pull string doll? I'll have to take your word for it, because I, I don't know. Uh, before my yeah. time and before my genre. like okay, Yeah, pull string toys. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we owned a single one. Although, actually, no. I'm Sheriff Woody, and I like to ride horses. I don't know. <laughs> my name is Woody, and I like to duck. <laughs> Down to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway who which one of you guys wants to take it up uh uh take, take it, it up from me <laughs> take it up well i, I think go i'll go, go, go next i think uh, i think i think that would be quite cool so the earliest my memory of the earliest toy that i can remember being creepy to me was actually a gift from my father um mm. and this is after we moved out um mm. we weren't living with him anymore but he came down for, I think, Christmas or my birthday one year. And he brought me from the Motu universe, um, King Hiss. This is a, this, this, this one picture is unfortunately my one. Mine's somewhere in the box. Um, hey, bug. <laughs> it's such a creepy. 
like it looks completely normal, completely average. He's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just a guy. Um, you know, with the, with the cool, like, his, like, uh, staff and a cool shield. But he's, you know, he's got a little secret going on because he's got a, the ability to transform. Yeah. You pop him so open, bad. and suddenly he is, ugh, he's just a bunch just of snakes. Poo and fangs. But, it, but what's wild is that he, he it's two figures in one. And it's just, it's like snakes. I've always found snakes fairly creepy. Um, but like probably this is the first toy I ever owned that was actually creepy and not just a normal person or, you know, like Skeletor or someone. Um, and mm-hmm. the, the great thing is it's even articulated when it's out, out of the shell. Like his arms are articulated. He can still snap at you with those those um, snake arms. Um so it was definitely, I think my dad, you know, he was just like, oh, check this out, boy. It's uh, it's pretty creepy, right? <laughs> I'm a good dad. It's not creepy. something your mom would get you. <laughs> well, it doesn't have any guns. <laughs> um, hey, out of interest, uh, doesn't, aren't the arms like shells that you put on the snake arms? Yes. So yes. so how the arms okay. work is that they're, um, so yeah, it's, they're, they're not complete. So they're like, so they basically are, they're, they're like snap onto his arms. So they hold oh, okay. the, yeah, they're, they're on, they're, you're basically the other, just slide on top of his snake arms. So if you look at, if, if you would raise his arms too high, you would actually just see that he's got snakes there. So they would uh, be broken very quickly if he started, you know, like doing the, I don't know, Mexican wave or something. If he was so inclined <laughs> well, on the snake mountain. So now he's just uh, cosplaying toy... Tulsa Dune. This this toy <clears throat> predates our friendship, for yes. me at least. I mean, like, yeah, you had this long before we knew each other. So yes. I'm curious, man, like, what did you, how did you play with him? Was he this creepy mutant guy who the other Motu dudes were scared of? Were you secretly terrified of him? Did he terrorize you after you'd switch the lights off in the room? I think he, I, I mean, I think whenever I played with him, I would always make sure to put him back in the shell. Because Ooh. leaving him outside looking as a snake dude was just not happening. It was just, just too creepy. <laughs> I think most of the time I actually even probably played with him <coughs> in the shell. Like it was Pardon. just too much to see him as this this crazy snake person. Like I think you wouldn't even he wouldn't even need to attack you to be able to to take, you know, his enemies out. He would just shed his skin and then they would they would die of horror. The it time... was um good times, I... yeah. I just imagine you running up to your mom going, Look, mom, with the toy and it's a snake. Be a snake, I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, I was very, very young. I think probably because I think this came out 85. So I, I mean, I don't think we got it the same year. So I probably was four or five eventually when we got it. So 87, 88. Um, yeah, it's a very creepy toy. Like, it's probably one of the earliest creepy ones I ever owned. And it's just, it's weird. And strange. He's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> they are. So was... They are coming. They are coming out now in the Origins line. The the snake. Oh uh, yeah. When I was yeah. searching for pictures, I saw that they have redone them a couple of times. But I don't mm. think you can beat this original. Um, I think they've tried with the the newer ones, but this is still. It's it's such an original and cool concept. You can't really reproduce it, even with with better technology. You know, as it were. And then one, yeah. Then one, yeah. Oh, ooh, she found the original Moss Man to be a mixture of fuzzy, cute, and creepy, ugly. 
The centaur hated his face mold. I imagine he'd be ex even extra moldy today if you had if you lift him out somewhere. <laughs> Guys, the texture Ooh. on Mossman freaks me out. It makes Is it? me it's like weird. Yeah, I hate it. I don't think I've ever touched a Mossman. I always feel like those little fibers are somehow like stuck in my skin and stuff. It freaks me out. Mm. Yeah. That is mm. creepy. Well, you're probably inhaling them. Hey. <laughs> Not nice. that I have a, an, an original make him, Mossman. You know, anyway. don't, don't make him feel too, you know, like out of place. And it's a heady mix. Moving from on from this one, one that I mean, I owned that was creepy, but wasn't. I don't think we played with them terribly a lot. Um, was the one featured in the article that we saw, and that is the Dracula figure. Unfortunately, oh. I cannot find half of the stuff that he came with. <laughs> oh no! But I did find the 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 base that he came with. It also came with like a, it was like a cool giant bat that he could transform into, um, and you could stake him as well. Had a little accident here um, before I. Uh, went to the next slide um so you came with the coffin you can pop him in there and the the set the the play set itself has a cool feature where you kind of like spin it around and like dracula comes out <laughs> like you had a little accident you, you had a little accident the night before with some tequila yeah exactly <laughs> was like, oh, i'm out of it guys it's okay shit okay i'm getting up quick it's showtime too much holy water <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, because of the scaling, I mean, these were ones that we really wanted to get. Um, I think. Look, Rob, I told you at the time that I got this for you because you were into vampires. Yes. But the truth is, I just wanted the Frankenstein one because it was on the toy fair list. Seriously. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this one got highly rated by the, the gods of toy <laughs> the gods of toys. And then, yeah, Rob, you can have vampires. So, you, you can have it uh, because no one really wants Rob the, the Dracula one. He likes vampires. He, <laughs> he watches Buffy. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love Buffy back then. Oh, I love Buffy and too. I, I oh, think man, it's man. you. I think you must have done this, but like, yeah, they did. It was Hunchback and the Werewolf was the was the was the original four on the set. And even though, I mean, he has not, he's a decent amount of articulation. Um, yes, and the cloth cape is really fantastic. Um. But also, I think Stephen fixed him. I think it must have been you, because I'm not terribly good at fixing things. But like, his right arm is actually loose. But it has, like, a little, mm. like, metal thing in it that now attaches into his shoulder. Hmm. Oh, did I pin Unless... him? Good. Yes, yeah. you pinned him, Look, yeah. the, the joint snapped, as is the case with so yeah. much McFarlane stuff. Like, that plastic just is not designed for, for play. Um. So yeah, I think I drilled out uh, a little hole and glued a, a metal pin in there. Yeah. Now it, can you slide? Can you slide and move it too much? Off? Yeah, you can slide it off. It comes off, but thankfully mm. it's attached to the cape. As um, it should be, he can regrow his yeah. arm. He is uh, exactly. the undead. It, it never. It doesn't go too far from him. Um, so this <laughs> is one of those fun things that we that we got. Um, was the Dracula and Stephen got the Frankenstein, and I think yeah, we did get a lot more playtime out of the Frankenstein. Rather I than the, the Dracula, it's really cool. It's it's a really mm. nice, just a nice little like place for him to be in. Um, spooky, spooky. Feels properly, proper, properly. Yeah, and then, I mean, they did a, a follow-up series to this, but then after that, I think there's only about eight of these sets in total. Um, mm. And then they kind of moved, went and moved into their movie maniacs, which were and then of course six inches, and we weren't interested in six inches. Um, yeah. 
I think I the got next, ash from that line. The next figures, it was actually a set of figures. Um, it's not all of them, but it's, it's some of them. And these became, I think, some of our creepiest toys to play with because they became the the zombies that we would we would use in a lot of games. Oh. And um, yes. the figures I'm talking about are the Bionic Six. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! You stole my punchline. Maybe we should have conferred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm I'm not gonna go deep into it. I will. I I want to. I want to. I want us to go deep into it and make you. But, um, the wholesome my... Ben F. Ben Bennett family. This very multiracial, like poster child kind of family Fantastic. of, like of goodness. The family of the future. The super future family. Come now. Well, once they started <laughs> breaking apart and losing arms and whatnot from heavy play, because these figures predated our gi joe collection boy mm. boy they were just one short trip away from being an undead family like yeah. rob and, and i really took, did become undead we took felt tip pens reds and blacks and greens and we painted these guys up and made them our zombie cast we yeah. didn't have any other figures to do that with so yeah <laughs> it was the bionic six we'd Shame. moved on from Rest playing bionic peace. six yeah, I mean, they were fantastic. We didn't own all of them. Well, Stephen didn't own all of them. I think I, I maybe owned the, the baseball kid. Um, uh, yeah, the, the Maybe the, the father and the, the purple dude. Um, but Stephen had most of them. And the one that actually looks like a zombie, I don't think, Stephen, you didn't have that guy, did you? <laughs> literally um, the only guy who actually Clunk. literally looks like a zombie. Well, him and, and the, ch the, the, the chain guy. Oh, Dude, I keep forgetting about this doctor. I had that toy and he freaked me out, man. He was gross. It's because he's so big. He needs to be. But there. yeah, so these, but yeah, I, we'll go more in depth in, on Stephen's one. Faith. <clears throat> but probably the creepiest toy Dr. Mm -hmm. Scarab. Dr. Dr. Scarab. Scarab. The creepiest toy I own, um, but it's not one that I would play with. Um, so my the top of my list, or at least this list, is, is going to end with a figure that I think that when I heard the concept of it, I was like, I have to own this. And it's the reason why I own several figures from this range. And I, Rob, I, I had Glove and Chopper. I had the bad guys. Yeah. No, you did. You, you had most of them. You just didn't have Clunk. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think Clunk and was literally the only one that you had didn't mechanic. own. Mm, yeah, it. I think Clank was Madame literally o the only one. Uh, and Fluffy as well. Oh, did you have Madame O? I don't remember her. No, well, because I'd lost her by the time we were hanging out and stuff. But like, I'm oh. more than that, man. Something about a, a bad chick in a pink jumpsuit with this like gas mask on. Cool. It's fantastic. Cool. Wipe left or really right, which is the good one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the final... <laughs> Same. The final figure on my, my list of creepy toys, when I heard the concept of it, I was like, I have to own this. And it just kind of like uh, blossomed into me having to own the entire series of figures that this uh, figure is from. Um, the creepiest toy I own is a Laura Palmer pop final <laughs> from Twin Peaks. Why is this toy so creepy? It, they made a toy of a dead body. I was talking to someone about this today. They made a toy of a dead body. This is a dead body. It's dead. They made a toy of a dead body. Spoilers for Twin Peaks. She doesn't come back to life or anything. You get to see her in, in, in um, flashbacks. But it is a dead body. It is, it is Laura Palmer dead. 
she's dead on the beach. She comes with the with, with the piece of you know a piece of it's it's she's dead. It's a dead body and it's a figure. I, I can't actually stress this enough. I cannot stress this enough. They made a figure of it a dead is, body. It's so creepy. But it it's actually quite cool sheet. for a pop, for a pop, eh? It's actually. absolutely fantastic. That's why I saw it and I like this was what made me want to get some pops. So I ended up collecting the entire range of um, Twin Peaks pops, and I've I've got a couple of other ones um, from other series that were just cool characters. But it was this this figure that made me want to get pops, but just because it's Twin Peaks. I mean, it, the detailing is fantastic. She's got the blue lips. Why does she have blue lips? Spoilers: She's dead. She's dead. <laughs> dead. She's got sand. It's actually really beautiful. <laughs> I keep wanting to talk about coffee now for some reason. Carry on. It's, it's, it's really beautiful. Um, actually, like the sand on her on her on her head and her face is is this this lovely gold paint. So if, when you actually look at it in the light in real life, it it looks really good. Um, and then she's wrapped up in the sheet. I assume the body's naked in there. You can't really tell because it is inside there. But yeah, um, and it comes with the, the picture of the beach where you can put the dead body. <laughs> it's a dead body. I'm curious it's, to see it's how a, they packaged this. Like, was this like a regular pop? It's a regular pop. So what? How it is? It's it's a. If you're looking at the picture now, where she's standing, she comes with a stand that allows her to um, clip into the stand to be levitated mm. like this. And so she is in the packaging mm. like this. And the the sand, the beach is is the backdrop inside the pop packaging. I should have actually have taken a picture of the packaging, but I thought, nah, it's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's another one. Else, but like, I, it's just to me, it is the creepiest thing. They, but like, I, I literally can't. It's, it, 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 it sounds like a joke. It is a joke. But they made a figure of a dead body. To me, that is just absolutely wild. And I had to own it. Yes, I do have this next to my Jack from Shining. Correct. That's right, Hans. He's just, she has stood right next to him, usually in my, in my pop collection. Uh, which brings me to this little nugget. Sorry, guys. I have to share this. <laughs> Bob Squad. So glad I was an 80s kid because I think I would have smoked Wasp Man in college. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, vitamin green, baby. Oh, Bob Man. Squad. Yes, so um, Laura Palmer's dead body is my is, is the creepiest toy that I own. I've never played with it. It's a dead body. You can't play with it. It's, 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 she's dead. Oh, I beg to differ. Necrophiliacs <laughs> everywhere would. would... <laughs> Rob, that's, that's a very healthy thing to say. There. You cannot play with dead bodies. You cannot that's play with good. dead bodies. You're right. But there are people who might be interested in doing that. But thankfully, no one on the show enjoys doing that. They just enjoy Halloween and horror movies and how crazy the time is. And all the wild things that kids and adults get up to at Halloween. It's a dead body. It's a, I, I just, I literally can't get over it. Mm-hmm. They've done, they've not done a better series of toys, pop, pop vinyl, Funko, than the the Twin Peaks ones. You don't have to own any of the other ones. It's just this is the only set worth owning. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to the man. The man himself. I mean, I previewed something that he's going to discuss. I had to add that to the list. Yeah, man. I want to get a little bit more detail. 
Well, before we move on, if you would share stupid... Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, the question for me, did I have to gravel to get her, or was it a sure thing? Scuba, Pete. Uh, uh, the uh, dad jokes are strong tonight. I love it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I have, as previously stated, the McFarlane's Monsters Frankenstein sets, both of them, and they actually interlock to build out a kind of bigger playset. And it's the only mm. monster set that does this. So I kind of had to get both of them. The first release from 97 was Igor and the monster. And it's just basically this, this kind of backing board that he would then be strapped to. Um, there's a bookshelf in the background, but the two figures are the main draw. Uh, Igor himself just wonderful the smock that's speckled with like a, a sickly purple blood it's not mm. human but he's got these little pegs that you can attach his bone saw and his scalpel he can hold his mallets and his uh, nippers and he's got this maniacal little grin on his toothy face and these soulless eyes but you know that he's cooking up raw evil and then the monster itself wonderful you've got detachable limbs the arms pop out and you've got like bone protruding from the arms themselves the head is exchangeable for a head that can accommodate a removable brain mm. <laughs> amazing <a> great mug <laughs> yeah, goblet of brain dude is this yours is this, are these your yeah. shots these are fantastic uh, these are my shots i guys this is how i played with these these sets i would light a lot of candles to get mm. that flicker, to get that golden light. Like, these things should only be played with under torchlight. And by that I mean, like, burning torch. Because the details just really sing under that kind of environment. Like, the moodiness of the, the floorboards and the various bones and bits of detritus. You've even got scurrying rats down there um, right. between the, the woodwork and the, the masonry. Uh, the bookshelf... Apparently there's an in-joke. Maybe, Rob, if you've got that toy fair to hand, one of the spines of the book has the maiden name of one of the sculptor's ex-wives. Or maybe that was a, just a joke they made yes, in the no, book. Yes, here it is. Like, a textbook some... example. Mm. While it doesn't really qualify as a scary detail, there is a kind of hidden message in the laboratory bookshelf. On the spine of one of the books, we inscribed the name Apetei, A-P-E-T-E-I-I, that's the maiden name of the wife of co-president John Biloto. Scary oh. stuff indeed. <laughs> okay. Somehow I got it in my head that it was his ex, but the uh, ex-wife. That would be way, more interesting. Pretty scary. Yeah, man, the, the accessories are so fine and so small. I'm surprised that I've managed to keep all of them because I played with this set quite a bit. And the way I played with it, because the, the toys that I was fawning over at the time were not G.I. Joe, but actually Power of the Four Star Wars. It was Boba Fett's job to bring these mad scientists to some kind of justice, bring them in, capture them. So he would go creeping through this castle, trying to search for them, meanwhile ducking undead creatures, the monster itself, which was kind of like a, an unkillable presence, just like, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the character in Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, the Nemesis. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, and this is going to sound racist as all hell, 
but for some reason, my girlfriend at the time called him the Dutchman. Maybe it's because <laughs> of the Flying Dutchman. Maybe it's because it's a, 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 a ghost story. But she always, Might like, every time he reappeared in the game, she would freak out and say, no, the Dutchman's back. Uh, <laughs> get an explanation for that. That's just such a funny affectation. So apologies to our friends from the Netherlands. It's not a slight on your country. It's just something that my ex used to say. Weird. But as I say, the sets do lock together. And going up one level, we've got not Igor, but actual Mr. Frankenstein or Dr. Frankenstein himself. Um, it connects by virtue of that bookcase, which slots into the front piece of his laboratory area, which is this metallic table with a drain. Like it's got a gutter and a drain for blood. Amazing. Amazing. And it comes with like an extracted organ. It looks like yeah. a digestive system. Looks like intestines, yeah. Yeah, and a kind of a like the center of the operating table, this kind of crudely bolted metal slab. Um, it's kind of got old dried blood on it, which is done in like a brown paint to differentiate it from Frankenstein's um, smock, which has like a bright, bright, bright red blood on it so he's he's been getting down to some some business recently he comes with like pipettes and uh test tubes he's got a a intravenous needle and a hand pre-sculpted to hold it so he can administer it to boba fett if he captures him and give Mm. him some knockout juice so he wakes up in a, a a bath of of ice cubes um minus his limbs or organs awesome awesome stuff he's got a cleaver he's got a a a saw he's got this gigantic like pair of forceps so good (laughs) sorry hans i (laughs) I apologize for calling dr frankenstein mister (laughs) because he didn't spend all that time in evil medical school to be called mr yeah man (laughs) callbacks to austin powers bro what a movie there's this like clear plastic electrode crackling with electricity Okay, a bit of trick photography. It doesn't really light up, but I, I put a, an LED on it to give it that <laughs> illumination. But then it's let's talk about light. the monster itself. Ooh. Uh, do not... A black light? No, never. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, That's my fun. connection's gone really slow. I, I, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> the monster itself... I don't know how this thing worked, but... It was a hell of a frightening affair. Two heads, mm-hmm. different kind of character. The one looks quite oafish, and the other looks quite like skeletal. Um, yeah, he was just a mess one of, of the bones brains. and wires. And I don't think I have any other pictures that upload it, so you'd have to just make do with this creepy affair that you've got at the moment. But yeah, man, badass toy, dude. A little bit of technology keeping them all together but yeah this was like the boss if you managed to defeat frankenstein before you could make it back to the slave one this guy was waiting for you big time big time so oh actually i do have another picture Ooh. bit clearer mm. so he had rags so he evokes this kind of mummy but bloody he's got bones sticking out two heads very nice very nice 
one skeletal arm, one like really ripped arm. But um, how do you kill something that is that dead? Just gotta like pack it with C4. Hope for the best. <laughs> now the other toy from that list that I had, as previously established, was uh, Aracula. Now this guy was the creepiest of a creepy toy line because he had six limbs six arms mm-hmm. and two legs so he had sort of eight limbs um and lovely etching and weathering to bring out the detail um he came with all these like gold pieces which i cannot believe but i still have all of them they're attached to his no. wrists um but they're not great and the adhesive sucked they just they just pop right off so i'm so surprised that all of his chromed parts are still well i now have them in a ziploc baggie but Man, they, he doesn't need them. In fact, the bling takes away from this guy. The one bit of bling that does rock is he's got gold balls, gold, well, chromed, <laughs> chrome gold balls in in his eye sockets to oh, give in him his eye. eye sockets. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. So he's got this evil glint. And I mean, sure, there have been plenty of creepy toys produced since this, but like, can you imagine this stuff? occupying the same peg space as like toy biz x-men figures it's mm. absolutely night and day that they went this gory then the other that i had from the list was the deep sea venom from uh, the web splashes toy line oh hans wants to talk about uh, what, what oh. was he saying about it with regards Ooh. to frankenstein says hans that is not dead which can eternal lie and with strange eons even death may die Little love craft for you there. Cheese, dude. You got that on tap? Bravo. Damn, son. Nicely done. Teachers remember the craziest things. So, Deep Sea Venom from the Web Splashes toy line was unnecessarily creepy. He had a, this kind of fish hand with the symbiote had like a gigantic chomping jaw. So, like the symbiote clearly, I don't know, it must have had some contact with some sea creatures because he's very creature of the black lagoon with mm. a webbed clawed hand both jaws both the jaw on his hand and the jaw on his face have articulation he's got these mixed goods like his back spines or fins are done in this like translucent green which is a flexible rubbery stuff awesome so yeah once again sharing shelf space with x-men toys you've got these creeposauruses but then he loses all his creep credibility because this guy came with an inflatable, <laughs> inflatable oh, raft. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> it had this molded plastic shell. Venom. It, it clips over like a floaty. And what is he supposed to ride this thing like like a bath toy <coughs> or like a pool, pool pool inflatable? I think they realized how creepy this thing was, and they were like, "Oh no." We got it. We got it. Uh, take it back a little bit. Let's put him into the the web, sh- you know, the web shooters line and give him this, uh, this inflatable. No one not so happy. Look where you have to inflate it. Carry on. Nineties <laughs> were clearly a time where you got more for less because not only did they give you this inflatable, totally unnecessary additional, I suppose, symbiote floater, <laughs> but they gave you a pump to inflate it with. Yeah, I mean, they did. how how freaking thoughtful is that? Yeah, if you got, but yeah, it's, I mean, compared to the other toys at the time, I mean, it was fantastic. Like, it's a toy biz figure, 
but it's it's clearly horror inspired. Now I mm. can't recall how he played with Oracula, but I do recall Venom making an appearance as this kind of creature that dwelt in the bottom level of this like it was a science fiction setting. I think I was using the Decimator action figure with a custom head. Um, mm. Rob, you were using your Samurai Jack, which was Budo's head on Overkill's body. Very cool. Like a cyborg so part of the samurai. shifters timeline then. Exactly. And we had to go down to get get my girlfriend. Hey, could you tell we were teenagers? Like It was always like to rescue <laughs> the girl. But she was lost at the bottom of this, I think it was a mine shaft. Mm. And being stalked and terrorized by Black Sea a black a deep sea venom yeah by that figure like he was this beast that was living down there and we had to we had to go back and get her it's kind of a newt situation it was like oh we almost got away but oh no we're gonna go back and get your girlfriend steve no yeah. shame so yeah you, <laughs> you begrudgingly like <laughs> strapped your sword back on and, and left out of the drop help him get his girlfriend back <laughs> so we were like you know, just basically clearing level by level by level with flashlights. And we used um, polystyrene, like, they weren't shelves, they were like inserts from appliances, but we stacked mm. them one on top of each other to make this descending shaft. And we, yes. were, we had to kind of yeah, clamber through these spaces all the while checking our six, checking our six. Oh, it's great atmospheric stuff. And that was yeah, also set to kind of torchlight brilliant um and then we spoke about the bionic six guys how once again it was typically using the power of the force action figures i had boba fett you had bosch or leia in disguise Mm. but we never took her helmet off so she was just a bounty hunter and we'd we'd land on the planets and after dark everything kind of got shuttered like we'd stumble out of whatever bar we were at while we were getting our ship repaired and then the, the streets would start filling up with brain-eating zombies. Clearly, Resident yeah. Evil was playing playing a role in in that play pattern. But we just it was wanted... literally playing a role in their play pattern, and we we played the soundtrack while we were playing those games. Yes, <laughs> we had it. We, we recorded it on video uh, on on tape cassette. Yeah, you, you like you like you like left it to sit in the lounge, um, and you left the music to go. Yeah. Oh, Hans wants to know that. who played the role of the damsel. Well, we didn't actually have any girlfriends uh, playing with us, <laughs> but the action figure that was being used was the X-Men Toy Biz Classics Electra action figure, which was actually a, a recolor of the Psylocke action yes. figure. Yes. Which made zero sense because she came with an accessory psychic knife, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, does Electra use psychic no, knives? No, she doesn't. She's oh. a normal person. Still, she was the kind of action figure you wanted as a girlfriend. I mean, she was gorgeous. Lovely, I mean, well, yeah. For a Toy Biz figure. She's very tall as well. Got a love yeah. like dude. Or very a tall lady for, for a G.I. <laughs> Joe. But then when we rescued her, it t- turned out she was like a vampire. And we couldn't take <laughs> her out of this mine shaft because it's she'd explode in the sun. Yeah. She'd been turned by the king of vampires, who was like a interdimensional bandit who we had to track yes. down. Anyways digressing the oh, where am I in my list I don't know Power but Team Elite. Cre- I think the earliest creepy game I ever played 
had as its main protagonist or antagonist uh, a creature that I called the Krillian. It was the game was called The Hunt for the Krillian, and it was set in space, either a space station or a spaceship, and it was with my buddies Justin and Wesley, the neighbors, and uh. the Krillian itself was played by a Bendem action figure <laughs> from a company called Arco. And the toy line was called The Other World. Arbco? <laughs> close. Close to Arbco, but it knows A-R-C-O. Does anyone uh, have any awareness of this toy line? It's not like Arlenko. No, no. That, that was just yeah, a, okay. a, a local um, Just making sure. Just making yeah. sure. Arlenko, Toys and Games. No, that's a South African thing. This, uh, yeah, I don't know where Arco's from. Maybe the States, maybe somewhere else. Made in Hong Kong. 1982 is the date stamp. But this guy... It's kind of a red-skinned, three-horned, fanged creature uh, in like a, I don't know, green sack. He had a pal with four <laughs> arms, gr- gr- green guy with four arms, um, who I've subsequently lost. And I'm kind of sad about that because, yeah, these guys made up this, 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 this pair that were terrorizing the space station. And I just remember that game quite distinctly because it was the first time because I was very young and the neighbors were very young but we'd stumbled on this horror aesthetic which was so captivating we were like it, it, it was that classic trope of what you don't see is far more horrific like this creature we seldom saw like the toy itself was immaterial because the threat was an unseen one you know mm. it was this, this constant foreboding that in every darkened chamber of the spaceship this thing could be waiting there to kill you very, very cool. I'm here to eat and yes, monkeys. Darren, he's asking about these toys and he says he had him. Holy shit. But there was also a two-headed figure. I'm actually looking at it right now. I've kind of like done a little internet search. Awesome. Oh. They, like, they, they, they almost seem like they're, they're better toys than they actually are, if you know what I mean. Like, they're pretty basic. They're bendems. They, they, they're crap. They're toy crap. But... Just since they came in this kind of box set, um, and that they seem to have this pomp and circumstance about them, like they, they announce themselves as a far better toy line. And by the fact that I'm currently holding this action figure in my hands and he's lasted, stood the test of time, um, I guess there is some magic to these little bendings. They were They're right. The Red Raccoon made it, while a lot of other ones didn't. Hmm. Yeah, man. Good times. That's Knowledge wild. bombs are being dropped on us about Arco. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy that, I mean, like, like because, like, horror, I mean, if you think about the movies, they're very, like, it's it's a loss of control, you know, kind of you're giving yourself over to this mood and this tension of of being scared. Speaking of, I've just muted you up. <laughs> Kill it. Um, <laughs> while, mm. I mean, while, even though, like, you... In, while with playing with the toys, you're in control of that situation, but it still evokes that mood of hey. um, of actually being scared. And you can play that up. You're playing it, but you're still scared and you're enjoying that being scared. And the creepiness mm. of, of the situation that you've created for yourself, but it's still creepy. You're like you're in the darkness, there's the, the music playing, the you know, the candlelight is, is flickering, and you're just mowing down zombies. 
or not like we also like to play up the resource scarcity that was like a mm. resident evil trope like i remember distinctly mm. like boba fett's and bosch's blasters had like a limited charge on them and once that was spent we were running man we had to kind of find weapons in the city and that was always like mm. my favorite like of stumbling into an armory we typically used that um, wooden castle that my dad made for mark <laughs> Yes, way back when yes, yes. and we just like lined the walls with guns like yeah right perfect perfect place to stumble into but yeah that was a great and atmospheric setting to kind of just whew, take stock just like a save room in a video mm. game it's like a, a safe space where like the zombies for whatever reason can't come into so it's like kick back have a smoke charge your gun up and let's go for round two while we battle our way through this infested city to trying to get back to the spaceport. Uh, and great the comment. spaceport is oracular. He's barring our oh. way, a super zombie. Oh, <laughs> Frankenstein's pal. Uh, Photo Viper said that, uh, that it would have been a good carcass knockoff to have these bendoms. Absolutely, because I mm. think carcass had bendom arms. So that was his gimmick. Um, though I, I'd say this guy looked a lot more like Predacon. Um, and he scales mm. well with Joe's. I'm standing him next to a, a Cobra Bat at the moment, and he's just ever so slightly taller. So fantastic. Photo Viper also says there was a Resident Evil toy line. And incidentally, I have a huge hankering for that line. It comes oh, same. Because of Toy Fame. Because um, of Toy Fame magazine. Uh, they love those figures. Like each one of them, then they come in two packs. So you've got like a hero character. So, yeah. And you've and got then, a, then, either a monster. zombie or a Cerebrus or a... Like the, the the bigger monsters obviously came on their own, but mm. like something so cool about getting a play pattern in a package. You've got a guy, yeah. you guys, his accessories, and you've got something for him to shoot. Did you guys ever see? Um, I think it was Kyodo who did it, which is a division of Kotobukiya. Mm-hmm. I think it's them, I could be wrong, but they did a, a liquor which was quite amazing. It was quite a bit bigger though. It was more for a one, it was like a one to 12 scale, but it was really nasty. And they also did a, a nemesis as well. Um, I, 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 I'm actually sorry that I didn't know you were going to mention these in the show because I would have tried to dredge up some images of them, but they were fantastic toys. And mm. they did kind of pair well with the Resident Evil figures that came into store. Cause um, correct me if I'm wrong. Those were toy biz. Hey, you did say that earlier, mm. didn't you? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these and just like Toy Biz toys of the time, they kind of have very extreme poses, and will typically have like a point and aim, like feature. I, I think, like if, if memory serves, they all kind of had like a raise their gun into firing position. Which, let's face it, in Resident Evil, that's kind of what your character animation is all the time. Yep. Just like raising the gun, raising the gun, raising the gun, ding 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 ding. I love tank controls, actually. Anyway. You and you alone, my friend. But yeah, there's something scary about it. Like, you can't really remake those games authentically because the tank controls and the just the limitations that they create was so much part of the gameplay. Yeah, they added to the tension and to the horror. Hey, listen, that said, yeah. uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake and uh, the remake of Nemesis are pretty good. They're over the shoulder hmm. and they found other ways to make it scary and... and dangerous but my biggest issue with gaming and i don't want to go off onto too much of a tangent but my biggest issue with horror games is that they are so focused on trying to scare you as opposed to trying to kill you and if you are worried about dying in a horror game it makes the game more tense and the original resident evil 
had that. You know, you could die very mm. quickly. There were certain things that you just encountered that you knew, like, oh, a hunter or something. It would take you out. Anyway. Um, yeah. Look, starting Resident Evil with nothing but a knife, that got my blood pounding every time. Like, I, I, I routinely never chose Chris as a result, but I only recently did the Chris side, and I'm glad I did. Silver yeah. keys. Can't play the piano. Yeah. The bow <sighs> thing. Yeah. Chris is great, man. The shark. <laughs> the nemesis. <laughs> well, the the nebulas. I think they call them nebulas. On the Resident Evil remake, that whole section is so amazing. And they add a whole extra thing. Guys, I saw an awesome comment here by Zantara, and I just want to pop this mm. up here. I mimicked the show Friday the 13th, the series with my Joes. The show was about cursed objects people use to kill and then get a personal benefit. Now, this is something I'm trying to get my hands on and I cannot find it um, anywhere on the internet uh, that is sort of in a decent enough quality for me to be able to watch it. Um, I've always been curious about this and that's a really great deep cut, Zantara. I love the idea of cursed objects um, coming into play with, um, in, into, you know, into play patterns, into game design, into stories. So thank you for that one. That was a good comment. And Brother Malachi wants to know if these are scenes from a new play motion. And man, oh man, I'd really like to answer in the affirmative. But the truth is, I just wanted to take cool pictures for this podcast. <laughs> 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 to, try, to try and evoke some of what at least my mind was doing when I was playing those games. I mean, this all played out like underneath a bed and in the space between a cupboard and a wall. Like mm. we didn't have sets to play it out in. So yeah, this is really just cool dio photography um, to try and evoke what, what my mind conjured up back in the day. Boy, it was great to have a, uh, adventures with your imagination as opposed to actually having to buy all this stuff. Oh, uh, but yeah. anyways, coming back to the, the play motion question, man, you know we want to do some horror stuff in space. So absolutely. Mm. Like if this doesn't, directly feed into a play motion it certainly is me testing the waters of how best to shoot one like and that. light stuff and, so, yeah, yeah. Mm. nothing is wasted my man nothing is wasted so i i have to comment on something hans chow mentioned in the comments um about well i'm gonna and i'm gonna mention it after brother malachi he was i was hoping for uh, Brother Malachi says, I was hoping for more Cobra La, Mega Monsters, Mega Aliens, Lunatics Empire, and Serpentor. So, um, yeah, man, stay tuned. Uh, it's not like we haven't had these conversations. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Um, Hans Chow just mentioned Subnautica is the only game, uppercase, that gave me a proper feeling of terror and horror in the last 20 years. Perfect horror. That's probably because you haven't played Alien Isolation yet, Hans. And I just wanted to put this out there to everybody. If you've got a PC or a PS4, um, I think it, yeah, I think it might even be on Xbox something, SX, whatever. Uh, but there's a game called Alien Isolation, and that's managed to scare the bejesus out of me. I would actually limit play sessions. I couldn't handle it for too long because the amount of stress that, that they pump into that game, the way it freaks you out. It's madness, man. Uh, I love it. If they did a, a VR version of that, I think they would kill people, honestly. It's really, really good. And uh, yeah, it's definitely given me some ideas for how we would handle space horror and angles and things for play motion as well. So thank you for that, Hans. 
and also mm, and go play thank Alien you for everyone joining us on this live chat we actually had no idea we were going live public that's mm. crazy man here we are, <laughs> we are. but i guess one flip of the time. switch and yeah man it's it's good to have such a a, a lively public chat awesome 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 and what better one to do than a halloween special like i know i don't particularly do halloween like elliot and i are going to go trick-or-treating on monday but you know trick-or-treating with a toddler is hardly going to be uh, exciting for me um you know it's nice to 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 be there with the vibe be with the people that that actually might might do more exciting stuff for halloween where am i going with this i don't know Spinning my wheels because I'm waiting well, for I, Rob to jump in with a loving scoopful, perhaps. <laughs> well, before, uh, dude, can I intercept that quickly with one thing? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Uh, 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 I got to intercept that quickly. Yeah. So, guys, there are two things that I want to bring up. Uh, the first one is uh, just because we're nice and deep in the show now, um, I just want to say thank you to all of the Bergforce members and just. Everybody that reached out to me on my birthday, guys, that was actually super cool of you. You made my day so much more awesome. Aww. So thank you very much for that. That was that was pretty cool. That's actually, you guys were part of the reason my birthday was awesome. So thank you very much. Even though it was an incredibly stressful and busy day. Um, so I really appreciated that. And then also, um, I forgot to mention, we did a boxing ceremony at our Kung Fu school this week. Um, it's the first one we've man managed to do in like five years or so because... There were delays that happened with it before COVID and then COVID happened and ugh. So anyway, so it's a nice long-standing uh, Kung Fu school tradition that we brought back. It's basically the final test for a lot of students when they finish their grading. That was nerve-wracking for me as well. Um, and then on to some Joe news. So um, mm. uh, this is courtesy of the Full Force podcast. Uh, they put up these images on Facebook. And we are looking at a Cobra Trooper 2-pack but of the female Cobra Troopers and they classified and that gets me very excited. I mean, I don't even have to have enough detail on these shots to know that I definitely want these. I'm going to hit buy on these. I saw, I just, I saw I have... a picture of these. It's, it, they look really good. What I find interesting is that, well, it's, it's, just, it's just a small detail, but so the white character comes with the, the gold accession, the black character comes with the black ones. Okay. So it's let's hope that not, they use the purpose. same color for, yeah, I, I think it's a color thing, you know, like a color swatch thing, but I actually hope that they have the same accessories both ways through because, yeah, that's silly. Well, guys, um, you'll be yeah, able to swap it, the heads around. It's not like they have exposed hands. I know, absolutely. Yeah, true. You can do whatever you want, but like they do look really cool. And it's cool that they come with um, like a different helmet as well as kind of a gas mask version of the helmet too. And blast and, effects, yeah. Yeah, I like blast yeah. effects. I know you hate them. I like them. Anyway, that was a nice surprise. <laughs> Waste. Another, another great surprise. Um, was this? It's just mentioned by name. Name only reveals the shadow tracker. <laughs> name only reveals. Oh, That's what. Is that where we so, are now? So a mm -hmm. classified shadow tracker sounds Gotta like. Gotta keep the wheels of content turning, man. It's a recipe for success, I think. Uh, let's hope that they nail it to the same quality as figures like uh, Crocmaster and Storm Shadow. No and name, no picture reveals. Going to... Anything you yeah. can think of. Oh my God, they're going to do something. Yeah. Something. At some stage in no history. And then, <laughs> and then I don't have an image for it, mostly because I wasn't that excited about it, to oh, be very Bob honest with Bay. everybody. What's but his name? Russian Bay. Big Ben. 
Yes. Um, I, I from uh, I glanced at it. it looks good, whatever. But these are the two I'm the most excited okay. about. You it's want the ladies and troopers. the shadow tracker. And the shadow tracker, because you see, he also doesn't use Tinder to pick up girls. He does it the old school way, you know, follows them home and watches them for, for hours and hours on end. And then eventually works <laughs> up the courage to build up an elaborate scheme to put them in a victim situation where he saves them. And then they are, you know, um, forlorn and adore him, you know, due to Stockholm syndrome, you know, go that shadow tracker. It's a you. very specific kind of <laughs> I know, right? Hmm. I, I, I did I, actually come from guy with the bait head. and switch. I thought you were going to say, like, roast them over an open flame or something. Oh, no, mm. no, nothing that hectic. I mean, I think I think what I've listed already is, is nefarious enough. I think it's quite bad. Uh, but it is Halloween, so we can share, like, we can make jokes about psychopaths. Well, yeah, psychopaths, not psychopaths. Um, I wouldn't want to offend anybody. <laughs> And yeah, Rob, are you going to jump into that scoop scoop now? Because so I, have I will ta stop talking. Probably <laughs> my favorite one is from MCDJ ACDC, um, where so he says, Paul, the swamp fire floats for like two seconds. Me. Did you know that the swamp fire will fly for like five to seven seconds? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, there's, there's also there is, there's a comment specifically for Stephen. Um, it's a little, it's, a little, it's technical. Um, maybe you want to read it yourself, but it's from Joe Muller Works. And he just wants to explain to Stephen, you have been do being donated several custom Maulers with all the gizmos, but yet you keep repeating that you prefer the stock Mauler for your videos. I have explained that the RC Maulers can be used like a regular Mauler by turning the throttle trim on the controller, therefore enabling the tank to crawl by itself while your hands are free. And even better, you can choose how slow they can crawl forward. Maybe you want to trade your RC Maulers for regular stock drive forward two-speed manuals. Uh, let him know, Stephen. L let Joe Mauler know if, if these no, are too I'm so glad I got the you. RC one. <laughs> <laughs> Man does have a point. I don't know. I'm I, I'm somewhat of a novice when it comes to remote control. I think I think uh, I think you should get on the line with Joe and and sit down with him on, on a video chat so he can he can show you how amazing your rc Mauler really is maybe we should make a video it is of it again like a second do, video on it it's even more amazing yeah. because he he says you can actually make it just crawl forward <laughs> at any well i i man i need a i need to pay joe a visit to, to be honest because like i've tried and i i can't seem to get it right so yeah yeah that um that conference call is coming up buddy thanks hell for yeah alerting me to it Though it'll have to wait until next year because that uh, that mauler happens to be in a land down under. Yeah. Mm -hmm. took him. Talked him when he big there. But for now, <laughs> you're stuck with that boys in, uh, in South Africa. And yeah, it's not horrific, hopefully. I mean, uh, hopefully you're having a good time. It'll feel more like Christmas than, than Halloween when we all get together. Spooky, spooky Aussie toys. Boop, 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 boop. Ooh. Have you guys got any uh, Halloween plans? Sorry, I only spoke about mine. Oh no, I, I'm probably just going to end up watching a movie. Um, there's just too many to watch. I, I get like paralysis uh, analysis. analysis. I, I, paralysis. I can't choose what to watch anymore. I might actually just keep going with the X Files. I started that again. It's so good. Oh, excellent. It still holds, excellent. eh? It's so great. It, it does. I love X Files. It, it definitely does, and it sets stuff up from the very very first episode. So yes. Maybe I'll how about you, Paul? I, I'm definitely going to rock a Friday the 13th Part 6. 
on Halloween. Uh, sadly, only on DVD <laughs> because oh. I don't have the Blu-rays. But oh. that's okay because I find horror movies look great when they are not in the best sharpness or resolution. Uh, somebody mm. can argue with me on that one. And yeah, if they yeah. look like a documentary, then gross. No, you need the grain. Yeah. You need the grit. You need that seventies like bad focus pull. Exactly, yeah. man. Um, so, yeah, that and um, hopefully <laughs> um, I'll get to chill a bit because, yeah, I think um, both studios that I do work for are going to be doing like a little Halloween party or something. So I'm just not going to have to worry about work. Oh, really? It's going to be cool. Yeah. On Monday night. A little bit. Yeah. I know. So it's crazy, sweet, hey? Just both offices. Just gonna, yes. Yeah, you're going to bounce from one? Free drinks. Yes. Damn. Uh, well, the the one is going to have a bride good. during the day, and then the other one is thinking of doing like a dinner thing. So, <laughs> so Excellent. cool. I get I get to drink at one, and I get fed at both. So awesome. <laughs> but I think I might actually just stay at home and watch horror movies because I really also really want to check out that Guillermo del Toro's um, Cabinet of Curiosities. That looks Same. like fun. Same. I forgot that came out. And there's also this great Jinji Ito collection on Crunchyroll that I want to give, um, put my peepers on. And oh, then, um, and then uh, just to, you know, round things off just a little, um, there's this, I, I, I keep thinking it's called Monster Kids or some crap like that, but it's also on Netflix and it also looks in, oh, the Mid Midnight Kids, Midnight, yeah, Midnight Kids, Midnight Club, the Midnight Club. That looks like fun as well, so I might... Just uh, shower that with some of my attention as well. Oh. <laughs> it's so nice to have a day with nothing to do. <laughs> so, cool. Say anyway. no more, buddy. All right, I think that's a wrap oh. on episode 273. Thank you for everyone who joined us on this surprise live stream. It was a surprise oh, for even yeah. yours truly. <laughs> it's been a blast whatever you wind up doing on the spooky weekend and i mean halloween falls on a monday so i hope you get the day off um have fun be safe be good to one another eat lots of candy drink lots of beer watch lots of ridiculous horror movies and slasher flicks mm -hmm. and we will be back baby baby we'll be <laughs> we will be back <laughs> next week with a topic what? yo joburg Wild, no name topic Yo. coming up. Joe. 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 Joe.